Welcome, race fans. This is the Bree and Turn 3 Fancast, and we are back with another episode of the Grandstanding Perspectives of the Big Race Fans in the Big City. My name is Matt. My name is Dan. And on tonight's show, we're going to talk about the Pennzoil 400 and all the other action from Las Vegas Motor Speedway. We'll talk about who won in the DIT3 Fantasy League. Uh, we'll talk about that lousy cheat in Harvick. And then we'll look ahead to Phoenix uh, for next weekend. So, from Brooklyn, this is DIT3. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, we're back in the Park Slope studios this evening, uh, recording on a Thursday night because we got snowed in yesterday from Winter Storm Quinn. I know we promised to get all the shows the same day, but it really wasn't our fault this time. No, it really wasn't. And it, it wasn't as bad as the news said, but still, you know, hard to travel. Terribly hard to travel. The wind was blowing. That was like heavy, wet snow. Yeah. I went out for a little bit for happy hour. Did you? Some, yeah. Okay. Well, you know, there's a lot of little corner bars and stuff around here. So if you got some good boots on, you can make it yeah, out there. We're the only ones in there, just the two of us. Well, you know, I actually worked in a blizzard once at a restaurant. Yeah. People were coming in the door going, I can't believe you're open. And I was saying, me neither. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, like I said, you got good footwear. So I was yeah. on the way over here and I was a little late today. Sorry. I was, something was up with the L train. Yeah. As um, always. Typical, right? Yeah. Uh, but I couldn't help but notice, though, like, what are people wearing on their feet? It's, like, giant, slushy puddles of icy water out there. <laughs> yeah. And they're walking around with Converse and, like, little ankle socks on. Oh, well, you know, the, they got to look cool on the subway. You know? I don't know. I just, I stopped. I just been giving zero. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was wearing my big, heavy snow boots, and all I, I had to just walk over a pile of snow to get into my car and then drive. So it wasn't like I was shrugging. You walked out the, the door snow, immediately. Yeah. You were like, good choice, Dan. Yeah. <laughs> Our way to go. So let's talk about the weekend. Harvick must be doing his best to try to kill the ratings for yeah. Fox right now. <laughs> it's leading every lap. Yeah, for like two weeks in a row. Yeah. But I mean, so that just gives more, you know, just more a chance for people to complain on social media about how boring the races are and the ratings there. But the ratings are suffering for everything, okay? Yeah. The Oscars had a, a real tough time with their ratings this weekend also. Yeah, I mean, I watched them just because we watch all the movies and, you know, got to tune in. But, I mean, yeah, every Netflix, all these other things are just killing TV ratings. Yeah, there's so much content. And Netflix even had a, some of the Oscar-nominated movies yeah. up for you to watch also. I... Don't give a crap about the Oscars. I did not watch. In fact, I spent the entire Sunday night probably playing NASCAR Heat 2 instead of yeah. watching the Oscars. That's cool. It's not that I don't like movies. I just think that like award shows for movies and music is kind of silly. I don't like the Grammys, but I do like watching the Oscars. Really? It's yeah. kind of like the same thing. No, not really, because oh, there's something about the Grammys. I think it's just because there's more like performances, and it's less about the actual music like the awards are less about the music and more about like it's just like a popularity contest well isn't thing, the know? oscars kind of like the same thing it's like what was the hit that year no, and because i think it's movies all the are better than music right now at least you know hmm that's a debate for another show okay. but i mean we can really get into that one yeah. because i i've been all about trying to like keep up like Really, I guess, you know, like new music that I really love, but like with Spotify and stuff, I'm always like the new music Friday and stuff like that. Yeah. I just, I feel like these movies, you know, actors, actresses are making $20 million per movie and they have these big budgets and all this money at the box office. And it's, is it not really like an award worthy type of, because it's all just like a judgment. Well, most it's of the like, movies we're gonna like, give you that the award. get nominated aren't really like huge, big budget movies, you know, except for like, it just Spielberg's goes to like the, the, post uh, and the like, opinions of the yeah. Academy. I just yeah. want to thank the Academy. Hey, <laughs> the Academy's changing, okay? Oh, man. So that that's pretty high <laughs> how I spent. So they, and everyone was asking me, too. They're like, are you watching the Oscars? Are you going to yeah. go out? And because Oscar party is like all over the place. Yeah. 
And we did that. We had people over, made nachos and stuff. Yes, exactly. Like there's been, and even at the bars and stuff. But I was also by Sunday night, I was like just like exhausted. I was out all Saturday. I was out on a date on Saturday night. You went out on a date, huh? Yeah. You called, having her pick you up at the house, taking you out, going to a nice restaurant, sitting down and picking up to check a date. Then like yeah, I went on a date on Saturday night. Wait, she picked you up and yeah. paid for you. Hey man. This is Brooklyn, 2018. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I mean, it's National Women's Day. That's right. And if a woman wants to take a man out on a date, so be it. I mean, there's way more chicks than dudes in New York City right now. Yeah, I'd say that's true. So it's a good time to be a single guy in New York. Yeah. But all joking aside, I did have a really great time on Saturday. And we went to Roberta's. Oh, yeah. You ever been there? I have not eaten there, but... We did, when I was in the band, we did some sort of, like, recording. There's, like, a radio station or something in there. Yeah. Yeah. It's a whole bunch of stuff. They have, like, a backyard. Uh, it's open in the summertime, and they have, like, show uh, music and all sorts of things, like, back there. Uh, but it was, like, it's a great Italian pizza restaurant. So we go in there, and, of course, they have all sorts of, like, wild, crazy types of pizzas to order. So, But it's not, like, two-boot-style crazy, like, cheeseburger pizza. They're, like, yeah. like, little dishes. Like, I forget even what we had, but it had, like, a sweet potato thing on it. We were, like, really? Like, sweet potato? And, I, and I've been there a couple of times. This time, I wasn't so enamored with the uh, with the menu, but I was actually like, okay, cool. Um, we'll try this. And then, of course, you're sitting right next to all sorts of, like, other sh- people that are just now looking at your dish, and you're like, oh, yeah. what'd you order? And, like, <laughs> like, in the middle of your conversation, you're like, oh, Okay, I forgot that like we're sitting right next to other people, yeah. and I guess they want to. Okay, we're gonna. Okay, yes, we'll talk to you now for a little bit. Okay, and uh, now let me get back to my conversation on the yeah. date that I'm on right now. You know, yeah. has it ever happened to you? Like when you go out? Yeah, especially yeah, like in New York City restaurants. You know, you're always right on top of people. So you, even if you don't talk to the person, you can kind of like overhear that other person's conversation and just kind of like whisper to your significant other and. Just oh. be- <laughs> You know, we, you always go out for a drink like after dinner or something, and yeah. you have that conversation. Like, did you hear what they were talking about? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it's, I love, and also like when you ever, when you go out to a restaurant in Brooklyn, like sometimes you never know what you're going to be hearing. Like, what kind yeah. of music is their choice going to be? So like the Hay songs playing, and yeah. oh geez, I can't even think what else. But at one point, I'm like, I think this is like Jack Jams. And then my date was like, she goes, uh, No, I'm pretty certain this is Jack Jams. <laughs> <laughs> There's a junk guy at the bathroom going, hey, da, da, hey. <laughs> Saturday night in Brooklyn. Yep. It's, it's great. Um, tell you what, what also is great is finding out, finding new sports. How often do you find a new sport? Not very often. I found a new sport this week. Uh, yeah, what's that? It's called chess boxing. Okay. <laughs> Ever, never, chess heard, boxing. never heard of it? No. I made you Not watch really. a little bit of a video before the show. Yeah, it's it looks ridiculous and <laughs> nothing I would ever watch. I thought it was a Monty Python sketch the first time that I saw yeah. it. I was like, I'm waiting for somebody to be like... Is it like exclusively like British? Because there was a British announcer. Well, uh, the, 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 the fighter of the video I showed you, he was Russian and the other guy was like mm-hmm. from Belarus or something, I think. I, I, I don't know. The Eastern Bloc. It sounds like something that they would like get into. Yeah. So, I, of course, I find that this week of killing time. I'm just playing NASCAR Heat, pla- planning this party and uh, that you're not going to come to on Saturday. No. Sorry if I'm not as charismatic as I normally am on the show, but Dan tells me five minutes before we go on the air. It wasn't five minutes. It was what like five mean? hours. Listen, in, in the, the world of like going on a show, it might as well have been right before the show. <laughs> Oh, by the way, let's get... Okay, we're going to have a great show to talk about. I'm not going to come to your party on Saturday. <laughs> well, it wasn't like I'm just deciding not to come to your party. You know, I have to work. It's un- I, I, I understand. You know? And I got I the just, last I, minute call that I, said, hey, Dan, you got to come into work on Saturday. If it were me, I maybe would have just waited until after the show. Or like, I just, and then I would have been like, hey, Matt, oh, by the way, another right. party on Saturday? Right. I'm not going to come. Because, like I said... Usually I'm a little more charismatic than I am right now. I don't know. Just <laughs> well, I hope you have a good time at your party playing Dungeons and Dragons or whatever else you're gonna play. Not gonna be playing Dungeons. You know, it was a racing board game that got me into this hobby. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. And it's been a lot of fun. And it's, it's a party. Okay. We yeah. have food and drinks. It's gonna be a very fine time. All right. I'm glad. Okay. We gotta find some other things to keep our minds off how bad the Islanders are. 
Yeah, because they're rather terrible. Wa- rather watch chess boxing. Yeah. <laughs> or NASCAR. Can we talk about some racing? Yes, please. It's time for this week's edition of The Winner's Circle. In the Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series, Kevin Harvick was freaky fast and continued his dominating performance, leading 209 of 267 laps, sweeping all three stages for back-to-back wins and our first repeat winner of the year. So he's led 395 of the last 592 laps run in the last two weeks. Uh, and then he received some penalties, which we'll get into later in the show. It was a great race to have a hangover during. <laughs> uh, Seth, he's he's, he's going to do it again this week, though. Probably, probably. In the Xfinity series, Carl Larson, uh, he led 142 of the 300 laps, won stage two, and got his first win at Las Vegas Motor Speedway. And had a fantastic battle with Christopher Bell in stage one. And that goes back to last season. They, so it's a little rivalry brewing with those two guys. Bell might be up in the Cup Series soon. Yeah. To start off the weekend was the, the Camping World Truck Series. Hometown hero Kyle Busch got the win, narrowly beating out 2016 Truck Series champ Johnny Sauter in second, and last week's winner from Atlanta, Brett Moffitt in third. So the story of this race were lap traffic and slow trucks, apparently. And I would love to have seen it, but... My DVR didn't record that race for some reason, so it recorded every single practice session for qualifying the whole yeah. weekend. And remember last week we talked about putting the videos on YouTube. NASCAR was doing yeah. kind of like applauding that and saying thank you. Yeah. There are no truck race, full truck races on the NASCAR page, however. Only Cup? Only Cup and Xfinity. Interesting. But there are driver and crew chief meetings if you yeah. want to watch those. That's, a, that's fun. But actually, uh, that's kind of cool, though. Yeah. So, uh, Matt, what happened in the NASCAR Fantasy Live? Well, in this weekend, the Debris in Turn 3 NASCAR Fantasy Live League, first time winner this year, Chicken Pit Racing, 269 points. Nice. 60 of those points were in the bonus section, and he probably could have really knocked it out of the park if it wasn't for picking Clint Boyer. And also, he didn't pick anybody for the pole winner. No, but he... Chose Kevin Harvick for all three stages. Yeah, I don't know how much longer that strategy is, is going to work <laughs> after Phoenix. Uh, but not only did he did he not pick the pole winner, the pole winner, but like pretty much nobody in the league picked the pole winner. So I went and it's I made sure to do it on a fr- on the Friday afternoon. Yeah, yeah. Man, it's like it's just like Friday night and the truck race is on, and I'm like, did not make my picks. Like I text all you guys, like totally forgot my picks. Yeah. So in second place was me, Mythos Motorsports, 252 points, but I had to use, like, all my heavy hitters. They all finished in the top six. And third is Daytona Week 1, so, like, with 248 points. I guess this guy hasn't had time to change his name yet. (laughs) So, let's see, with consistent finishes in the top five, maybe they get a sponsor and can maybe change the name coming up. Uh, And fourth was White Flag Lap, 247 points. Now, I would have scored the most race points out of everybody this week if it wasn't for him scoring all of his drivers in the top five. And I came close. I had taken out Martin Truex, actually. In the end of the second stage, he was kind of fading. And I had Kyle uh, I had Kyle Larson on the, in the garage, and I yeah. swept, I flopped him at the last second. Uh, and then in rounding out the top five, we have the Hardys Racing Inc., 242 points. So congrats to HRI on the first top five of the season. And cracking in the top 10 for the first time in this, in this short season so Congrats. far. Uh, if it wasn't for a bad roll of the dice and taking Kurt Busch, one of the only two cars to crash this week, he probably would have had a much better race. And then looking at the other finishers this week, high, wide, and handsome, 14th. Yeah, another abysmal finish by me. You know what? I, I had uh, Chris Busher as my garage driver. I should have switched him out. But it's one of those things, like, I never really remember to switch out the driver by the end of stage two, you know? I nearly forgot, too. And I was watching the race live this week. I was sitting right there. And also, yeah. I'm, like, just talking. I think we, uh, we had some friends come in from out of town Sunday afternoon, and I was watching the race. In yeah. fact, I heard the buzzer go off, but I wasn't expecting anybody. So I quickly looked out the window. Didn't see anybody, but whatever. I was right in the middle watching the race. So I ran, buzzed the front door. Yeah. 
And then I like went back in the room, and I, actually I peeked out the window one more time, still didn't see anybody. But now I'm like watching the race. I'm on Twitter, it's like the end of one of the uh, second stage, and I'm trying to get my garage driver. And I didn't really think anything of it. And then my roommate came in, and he was like, "Yo," he's like, "They're standing outside the door," and I'm like, "They were knocking." I'm like, "Dude, sorry, I didn't hear you." <laughs> uh, we do have an honorable mention this week, so and that's gonna go to a team that had a very big weekend, Dan, both on and off the racetrack. And not only was his team able to make it to the race and get a great lap in for qualifying and had a solid performance finishing six, and that team is FNK Racing. Did it all on their wedding weekend. So congrats to to the co-owners at FNK for a happy and healthy relationship and their sixth place finish. Most they're, importantly, they're six place. Most importantly, they're six place. <laughs> they're having a very solid Jeff Burton esque season right now, finishing sixth and running in the top ten in points and eight. So, congrats to them. Uh, after the three races, Chicken Pit has taken the lead and he has 87 point lead, which is pretty steep right now. And let's uh, six seconds faster, man. Our past champion, High Wide and Handsome Dan. Those are you guys are both two Champions League contenders. And you're 16th and 17th in points, respectively. You know what? We're, it's just like a mirror image of Jimmy Johnson's season right now, but we're going to... Oh, seven time. That's <laughs> you go. Okay, great. I got it. Yeah. All right, so uh, I don't know when we're going to stop talking about six seconds faster. He's really got to up that performance. However, in the Wave Arounders, which is a Debris in Turn 3 Champions League, uh, if you win the Fantasy Live League at NASCAR.com, you can get into this league. And, Dan, you won this week, but Chuck is still in the points lead. And yeah. you did it with Chris Buescher. He actually scored you points in this league. Yeah. That's why I should have changed him out as my garage driver because he was doing well. Yeah, you had a great run, uh, finished 15th. Yeah. I was happy with Cole Custer, though, finishing 25th in his debut. And he did that in the 51 car, Rick Ware yeah. Racing. So that was kind of, I think, a steal uh, to play him. Uh, so that's everything that happened this weekend. In the Debris in Turn 3 Fantasy League at NASCAR Fantasy Live, there's still time to join. And there's always a chance to get in the race and maybe take home a trophy and glory. And then if you win, you're in Wave Around it. All right, Dan, let's talk about the race. So let's talk about the race and not only race, but the, the penalty that started off the weekend in the race with uh, Jimmy Johnson's car chief being suspended uh, for not the uh, failed inspection three times. Race inspection failed three times. Yeah. So we saw last weekend when Martin Truex had the problems before qualifying, they ex- sus- uh, ejected and suspended his car chief. Yeah. Okay. Which at that point in the weekend, perhaps that might actually have some sort of effect on the team because he's helping set up the car, getting ready for the race. But if you're going to fail pre-race inspection, like before the car goes on a racetrack, you're going to spend the car chief like not a sufficient enough penalty, in my opinion. What would be a sufficient enough penalty? Man, I tell you, like, I, I think like running the entire first stage, one lap down, like you can't get back on the lead lap before the second stage or something like that. Okay. I mean, I'm fine with them suspending... A member because that's what the rule is. If NAS, NASCAR can determine which crew member they that they want to suspend, and now this is what two weeks in a row you're saying that a car chief is being suspended. But there's two things that bother me. It's one that NASCAR chose the car chief at a point in the race weekend where I feel like his impact might kind of be finished. He's helping set up the car now on race days, the engineers, and I'm sure he has some input and does a lot more than I really know. But I feel like if you really wanted to, this is the the car's illegal the NASCAR's standards yeah. before the race, and you now you you're not even suspending a guy that's over the wall. Like maybe you take a tire changer. Guess what? Now you have to go to your NASCAR's all about the rosters now and the pits. Maybe you need like a second string tire changer to go out there or something like that. Right. Which something like that did happen. One of the tire changers or. Some, they like broke their hand or something. They had to, some another team had to like 
get in like another attire changer or something like last well, minute. You see that on pit lane all the time. It's, and a lot of these crew members will help out other crews in the, in the event of an injury and stuff like that. And you, you see, Joe, the same way, you know, motor racing and NASCAR, stock car racing, these guys, they help each other out. Drivers are always like lending a hand. Yeah. You know, maybe with some of my parts, and even at the short track level, some advice, right. and even at the cup level, apparently, you know, Denny Hamlin's a five thousand dollar investor in the Benedetto this coming up weekend. <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't know. I'm fine with that penalty. Um, I I think it's sufficient enough. Uh, really? Week, wow, I'm surprised. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I think it's good. Um, this is the second week in a row we we've had a quote unquote old school type of race. Uh, nine cars ended up on the on the lead lap at the end of this race with paul menard of all people coming in that ninth position yeah so three strong finishes for him in his new wood brothers ride yeah he's he's doing good kind of a surprise i mean is it really i mean it's a penske it's essentially a penske satellite team right but he was with childress last year and he was always kind of just like i mean he was a wave arounder for us last year right and he's technically still a wave arounder this year but the way things are going, like maybe he, uh, maybe he, ch- he changes that this season. Yeah. yeah. So Kevin Harvick completely dominated the race yeah. again. Dominated. Like, do- dude, you heard it was, and and this could very well happen again this coming weekend. I mean, I think so. it's been a long t- time. I can't remember the last time somebody's won three races in a row. Uh, the last time I can tell you was Kevin Harvick. Was it really? Uh, yeah. I was just looking up you know, for making our picks later on in the race. But at Phoenix, Kevin Harvick won in 2014, 15, and 16. Right. But I'm yeah. talking about like three consecutive races in the season. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. But that's why I'm saying he may most likely do that again this weekend. But just like we saw in Atlanta, it had been 17 years since he won, even though we've right. seen him dominate at Atlanta, and also at Vegas, there's always been some sort of issues. Now he's put it all together these past two races. Well, we'll talk about Phoenix in a little bit. Yeah. So but he, he very got well... that L1 penalty, level one penalty for having a brace oh, break. You know what? When we, let, let's just get through this race, and then and then we'll talk about okay. that. Because okay. just like I have some like opinions about the severity of the penalty to Jimmy Johnson, I have a little issue with the severity of the penalty to Kevin Harvick as well. Okay. Uh there's one thing I did notice. You were talking about old school races, guys. Was also it was pretty much a lot of the same guys up front. If it weren't for Chase Elliott and Kurt Busch tangling in that wreck in the final stage, uh, I don't think Eric Jones and Eric Almarola would have finished in the top ten. Probably not. Yeah, because I know what you're saying. Because even like uh, Blaney and Magano were basically running in the front the whole race too. Everybody that scored stage points finished pretty much in the top 10, mm. except for those two guys, basically, like what I was getting at. Yeah. So it's like they all just kind of ran up front. And I thought for a second stage, the final stage had a chance of being a little exciting because uh, it started with, hey, bro, cautions breed cautions. Yep. And in a kind of a quiet race, I don't want to say snoozer. I don't like really using that term. Because this is just a dominating performance from Kevin Harvick, albeit it might be illegal. We'll get into that. <laughs> but Jimmy McMurray cuts a tire uh, just 10 laps into stage two, brings out the yellow. And let's just mention that not a good start to the season for Jamie McMurray. No, because that was the end of his day. It was the end of his day and his finishes of 16, 19, and 36 in the first three races. So basically, that is not a viable fantasy option as far as I'm concerned. No, I think he's really only good at um, plate races at this point in his career. At, where, and at this point in his career, he's over 40 years old. Where do you see his career? Uh, I, think, I think we'll see a different driver in the one very soon. He hasn't won a race in eight years. Yeah, that's well, a long time. Yes, it is, it is a long time. Uh, but Jamie McMurray is a great guy, and he's a good, he's a tough competitor. Yeah. And we've seen Chip Ganassi Racing kind of take some strides, so who knows? Maybe he pulls off a couple of victories. He ran well th- last year, but came up a little bit short. But really, Dan, there was not much to talk about this race. No. Chase Elliott and Kurt Busch wrecked in uh, Stage 3. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people took Kurt Busch in the Fantasy League also with that third-place start. Yeah, I think I did, too. Did you? Yeah. Um, Kyle Busch, I mean, he finished second, 
but he was charging at the end. I don't know if Harvick was kind of just taking it easy because he was gaining on him, but at the same time, he also passed pretty much everybody in the top five at the very end. So yeah. I, I, he was really hauling some good lap times because I was watching on race view, which was really the only way to kind of enjoy the race, I felt like, because it was watching the lines and the guys throughout the field. Right. Basically what you would be doing if you were watching from in the stands. Yeah, exactly. Some guys would you know, see a guy get a good run yeah. and then see how you know one line works. And, and I guess that's just racing. You know? And like there's 160, I always say there's 162 baseball games in a season. Not every one of them is a classic. And it kind yeah. of works the same way with racing and other sports. It's, that's why you watch every week. Yep. Because you never know when you're going to see that instant classic where you're going to have your hands on your head and being like, did I, did that just happen? Did Sterling Marlin just get out of the car and fix his fender under a red flag in Daytona 500? <laughs> you can't do that, Sterling. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, who, what, what are the, some other uh, notable notice, notable finishers in well, this race? That's kind of like what I, when I was like looking at the race. So I was like, I'm like, what? Damn, what are we going to talk about? Other than Harvick's dominating performances, other guys just kind of did well. Yeah. Um, Jimmy Johnson ended up 12th. With his illegal race car. Yeah. Uh, Busher ended up 15th. Boyer, 18th. Not really impressed with that 18th. No. Uh, Casey Kane ended up 19th, which is pretty good for that team. I am impressed with that run. Yeah. Bubba Wallace, 21st. Eh. Eh. It's a good run, but now with a 37-car field, not the top 50 percentile. Yeah. And then Matt DiBenedetto, 22nd. Who's creating all sorts of buzz this week. Yeah. Uh, I saw, like, a tweet. I didn't really see what the whole story was. Well, he's this. had some good runs to start the season, and he was up in the top five at the end of the Daytona 500. And if it wasn't for like, getting caught up in that last wreck, who knows? Maybe the guy makes, a, like, a run for the lead, and that would have been a... Real storybook race there. Yeah. Uh, who, uh, who knows? But this week, he made some sort of mention about his team not having the funding. Go Fast Racing. Right. Uh, this coming up weekend, despite their good finishes. So people got on to social media after seeing him on Twitter. And Denny Hamlin kind of kicked it off. So Denny Hamlin, like I keep making his bid for most popular driver, yeah. donated $5,000. Also, Daryl Waltrip gave some money. They shared it, and well, there was actually a, I think a Kickstarter, like a GoFundMe or something at some point. Yeah. And then some uh, sponsors jumped on board to kind of sponsor the 32 car for this Man, week. That's awesome. It is good. Matt Benedetto has had some eye-opening runs. Like every now and again, <clears throat> that guy can really get it done. Sometimes, like we yeah. saw it at Bristol last year, like and in the super speedways where. The car and the handling kind of comes out of it. He kind of makes things happen. Yeah, I remember even a couple of years ago, kind of when he first started running in Cup, he was still like a backmarker, but they were saying that he's going to be, you know, like a guy to watch. Well, that's why we years. play that Waver Rounders game because yeah. it keeps uh, we get to keep an eye on some of these guys. Yeah. And uh, sometimes they have great battles, even though they're three, four laps down in the field. Like these two or three guys will kind of go at it with each yeah. other. All right, so let's get into the post-race coverage and yeah, get well, into this. There's one big story this yeah. week. We all know Kevin Harvick with this L1 level penalty for a broken brace uh, in the roof and then also some rocker panel thing. I guess his rocker panels weren't aluminum that they were supposed to be or something like that. Um, but this all comes after the race, after the car passed post-race inspection. So... What's well, up Dale Jr. said it. The Reddit police. <laughs> it's just true because I've been seeing all over Instagram this week, people were posting screenshots of how that the rear of the roof and the, the window was all bowed in. I was seeing it on Facebook Sunday night. I was People were talking about it on Xbox Live when I was playing NASCAR. <laughs> oh, Harvard cheated. Probably yeah. see the... It's given so much downforce. Like, so... That's what I want to know. Did it give the number four car a performance advantage? I want to hear that from NASCAR. We have it. Right. I don't think it made him faster, but it definitely gave him more downforce because, like, last year, Keselowski's tire changer, when they were changing the tire, he kind of, like, gave an elbow to the right rear quarter panel door area, and NASCAR was saying that gave him, like, an arrow advantage. And so they were pulling on 
the uh, quarter panels and flaring out the bottoms, the side skirts, and things like that for more downforce. Yeah. I but, just feel yeah. like... He's not getting the... Po- he gets the win, but this is our first encumbered win of 2018. They're not using that say, word We're not anymore. using that term this yeah, year. But the rule still applies, so he doesn't get the playoff points and all that stuff. You know what, though? I feel like this system right now kind of uh, promotes this type of cheating. Uh, if, in fact, this was an attempt for a performance advantage. I was watching NASCAR Race Hub this week. A couple of drivers, like Bobby Labonte's on the show now. Roddy Childers, we heard his remarks on Sirius. Uh, didn't necessarily think it gave too much of an advantage. However, Brad Keselowski thought otherwise. He was like, I think it gives like a, a performance advantage. Yeah. Uh, they were uh, crew chief Roddy Childress, who was fined $50,000 and the car chief suspended two weeks. They're saying that it, it, with anything, would make the car slower. Okay, like because more downforce in the rear, maybe it just makes the rear end stick a little more. Yeah. Hook up those rear tires, you get a bit of bite off the corner. I don't know. Like yeah. that can make you so going now, slower can make you go faster. Yeah. So I'm assuming that they're gonna appeal this penalty, so they really won't be suspended these next two weeks coming up, probably, right? Yeah, they'll play that game until like when there's a chance for them. Yeah. Well, we'll see what happens because now it's Thursday night, so basically the race weekend starts tomorrow. So something's got to happen. Yeah, well, I'm sure. I'm sure there will be uh, some some news. Yeah. Uh, what else is in the news this week? The uh, the Hall of Fame announced. Oh, that's right. Five new nominees to the list. Uh, I don't really know who the names are. All I know is Jeff Gordon's on there. I think uh, Harry Gant's oh, on there. Yeah, these are these are the nominees. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Waddell Wilson, Harry Hyde. Um, man, oh man, Ricky Rudd. Yeah. A, a lot of nominees on that list. Yeah. You sent it to me on Instagram. I, rem- I remember. Yeah. Uh, but I did look at the list and. I made five guys. Okay. I picked five guys. Who who would you I made five guys burgers. <laughs> I thought in my head when I said that. Um, well, no, no. Who would you pick? Actually, because my thing is like loading up. Okay. Um, I, I definitely think Jeff Gordon is going to be a first-time you know, ballot Hall of Famer. So I got Jeff Gordon, uh, Davey Allison, Buddy Baker, um, Ricky Rudd and Alan Kowicki. Wow. Okay. I went first one, Jeff Gordon, because he's just like a first ballot Hall of Famer. Yeah. Then I went with Alan Kowicki. And then I was kind of torn. I feel like I want to go with Harry Hyde. Mm. The guys, he was crew chief for some of the fastest race cars. And some of the legends of the sport. And they also made a movie about him. <laughs> so, um, then, I, 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 there's a lot of older fellas and drivers out there. I put Ray Fox on there. Okay, yeah. And then I wanted to put one of the owners on there. And I actually, was when I was making the list, I said I wanted to come over and I, I talked to you about it. Though I don't know why, because I said we we're going to like make our own <laughs> list. But I Put Jack Roush on okay. there. Yeah. Okay. Even though Roger Penske was there and also Joe Gibbs. But I just feel like Jack Roush, he was there for that, that the big growth in NASCAR. He came down in the late 80s. I mean, even I, I can't take anything away from Joe Gibbs or Roger Penske. Yeah, they've been great. Well, like fantastic owners in the, and like real innovating guys in the sport. I mean, and their dedication to it. I just feel like uh, Jack Roush, just you know, kind of how he brought Mark Martin along. Yeah. Started. He was kind of like the pioneer of the multi-car thing, for better or worse. Uh, right. He's just been down in that garage. He's an older guy now, and I felt like he was at that point in his life. Yeah, like the pioneer of the modern era. Kind of, of kind NASCAR. of, yeah. yeah. So I, I wanted to kind of spread out some of the drivers that we loved and remembered. Also. Yeah. Jeff Gordon is just, I mean, he just has to go. Yeah. And, and then I just want to, I want some crew guys and owners also. I want, and Which I think your picks are probably more on point because it seems like uh, that they try and have a well-balanced, uh, you know, inductees, you know, like having an owner, driver, and, 
you know, someone from the early days of NASCAR. So it's probably, I mean, like, I would see like, the I would like is, to see Mike Stefanik in there. But I, I would don't know too. if he's going to be this year. Larry probably. Phillips, an, uh, another famous weekly racer in uh, winning NASCAR tracks, uh, like five championships, weekly championships in a row. So like those guys deserve the recognition too. And now here's the thing. I'm not entirely familiar with the whole process of the voting and how long these guys are on the ballot. Yeah. And I kind of quickly looked at older nominee classes and saw that there were guys on there, but I don't really know the rules. And honestly, I mean, it takes some time to do the show. And I was like, okay, I got to move on. Yeah. Because there was another list this week that caused a big buzz. Not This list was about the Hall of Famers, but now Bob Pockers at ESPN put his top 20 prospects. Oh. And... It started a whole buzz around Twitter because a couple of drivers, notably Dale Jr., couldn't believe that Noah Grayson was left off the list. Hmm. And Bob Pockers uh, commented about how he went through the whole process and just really wasn't impressed with the way that he ran this past couple seasons. So we made lists also, of course. (laughs) We got to dive in also, right? Yep. So did you? Who do you have in your? Well, we didn't do top twenty. You know, we're gonna keep it short for the show. We just what kind of did our top five? All right. So my top five, I have number one Harrison Burton, two Todd Gilliland, three Tyler Reddick, four John Hunter Nemechek, and five Ryan Priest. Mind blown! Wow. Yep. Wow. Totally did not did not <laughs> expect you to make that top five. Yeah. Okay. So I my top five. Number one, Christopher Bell. Two, Ryan Priest. Three, Cole Custer. Four, Daniel Hemrick. And then in fifth, I really couldn't decide, so I said Todd Gilliland and Harrison Burton. Because both drivers are only 17, and they have a great rivalry right now, and it kind of would be cool to see it go all the way from K&N to the Cup Series. Yeah, that'd be cool. Uh, I just didn't like that Bob Pockris, and I forget, I think he put Priests. Now, we might be a little partial over here because... (laughs) We're up here in the Northeast, and we love the Modified Series, and we're big pre-supporters, and so uh, really looking forward to seeing him in the Xfinity Series this season. But he goes, he's going to be 28 this year. Like, that's a bad thing. If anything, that's like when a race car driver, to me, is like hitting their prime. Yeah, it's, what, just because these kids have to be like 15 years old in the Xfinity Series, so they have a you know, 20-year career. Yeah, and it just kind of serves that demographic. I, I mean, any team that snoozes on putting him and also Daniel Hemrick in a car because of age, both 27 years old, I feel like is doing a real disservice to the team because these have that experience and they've won in every series they've been. And I kind of made the list thinking of also, like, how I really how how I feel and also the likeliness of a driver. So that's why I put like Christopher Bell. Yeah. Even though he's ran really well, I still would like to see actually a little more from him, a little more consistency. Yeah. And but being at KBM twenty three and all that buzz, like I put him, I he is kind of like the number one prospect. So yeah. kind of like couldn't like put him on the, put him anywhere else over there. Uh. So, I mean, damn, yeah, we had to jump into that one. I felt like. Yeah. Definitely. What else you got this week? Uh, Danica Patrick announced she'll be running uh, with Ed Carpenter Racing, the number 13 for the Indy 500. All right. Even though she kind of let it spill the beans a little bit at Daytona. Yeah. <laughs> they made their official yep. announcement. Yep. Um, so, Denny Hamlin, you, you've mentioned this a couple of times on the show tonight already. Yeah. I have, it's kind of a cool story. I, I, Denny had to do something to fix his public image because, man, oh, man, he's been really taking it from all angles from NASCAR fans. Yeah. So this seemed maybe like a real like a win-win, just kind of help another driver and make the so fans. So you kick Bubba Wallace out of your golf and basketball league, yeah. but then you – Give another driver money so you think that puts you back into good graces with the fans? I don't know what the driver of the 11 machine is doing, but well, He's that's... not going to be my most popular driver, I'm telling you that. And I know you're going to be like, why did you bring this up? But there was like, other news, like Samantha Bush made an Instagram post this week that I thought was kind of great. Yeah. Uh, International like, Women's Day, just, you know, yeah. uh, not had nothing to do with it. It's just an awareness type of thing. 
because people in this age where we kind of keep looking at social media and we do make those comparisons and things like that and see how she made a post that just said, you know, it all looks all great. She goes, but literally five minutes after that last post, Brexton was like crying, wouldn't stop, which made Kyle upset. Because it was like his night off and he was with the yeah. family. And then the, he wanted to like leave. And then she cried. And she was <laughs> like, it's not always great. And I thought that was just kind of like... Because a lot of people, a lot of fans, they follow not just the drivers. They follow the wives, the families. They see everything. So I thought that was like a real good, honest peek into really the lives of these drivers. That are just, you know, really like everybody else. Yeah. And the guy's at his home hometown race and checking out hometown fairs and stuff <laughs> like that. So it was kind of probably a big weekend for... If you're Kyle or Kurt Busch. Yeah. Um, also, the, the K&N and the Modified broadcast is going to be on NBC Sportsnet this year. Sick. And you can also get them on demand, or at least on Sling you can. Oh, that's cool. Some Modified races. So the first telecast is the 21st of what? K&N or Modifieds? That's, oh, yeah, Dan's talking about the little list that uh, that I made. Yeah, that, <laughs> I completely failed to elaborate on the which <laughs> series that was. No, it is the modified series. Okay, that's going to be the Myrtle, Myrtle Beach, Beach. Right. Uh, the race that's on that prior Saturday. Okay, so let's get into some other racing news. We're getting into that time of year where all the drivers start firing up their engines across the country. And this weekend, P1 Insurance, USAC Midgets, the national championship. It's an indoor event from DuCoin, Illinois, at the Southern Illinois Center this Saturday. It's going to be cool. Uh, the mid- mid- raising is exciting. Yeah, I like like the videos from Atlantic City and stuff that they've been doing. I think it's like a winter thing. Yeah, like, I would cool. actually really like to go to an indoor midget race. Yeah, that sounds it, it sounds really really fun. Yeah. Uh, also, this weekend, World of Outlaws, Craftsman Late Models, Smoky Mountain Speedway, the Tennessee Tip Off, ten thousand dollars to win. Nice. Also, Thunder Bowl Raceway is a World of Outlaw Craftsman Sprint Cars. The greatest show in dirt. So if you're up for like an eight-hour or so drive from Phoenix, you can go see the sprint cars this weekend also. Um, and building up to this weekend, from the Grand Prix of St. Petersburg is the IndyCar Series. They're back. Yeah, first race of the season. On ABC this weekend, 1230. I'm pretty psyched. Yeah, you are. <laughs> I've been really enjoying the IndyCar Series over the past couple of years. And I'm looking forward to seeing if Joseph Newgarden can kind of go back to back on the championship because I mean it's great to have a an American champion that's you know with a great team. It's going to be a good season. So we have a couple more weekends to wait for MotoGP, which I am very much anticipating, and three more weekends for the Formula One from Melbourne in on the 25th of March. So it's quite a you know, we got to wait a few more weeks for those. This weekend, though, you can also, Dan, if you're so into it, you can catch 24 hours of Silverstone, the 24-hour GT series. It's cool. In England. Yeah. I am actually really into endurance racing. It's I've kind of like, uh, as I've gotten more into IMSA, mm. sports car racing over the last like five or so years, I've also started to watch some other endurance racing from around the world. You could tune in, stream it. I mean, the internet helps, of course. Yeah. You see racing that you had never really seen before. Uh, their season goes from January. They had one race, uh, and it's nine races, and it actually ends in Coda in November. Oh, cool. If you wanted to go there. Yeah. But when does Riverhead open? Uh, they got some stuff coming up next month, they start. Uh, there's inspection days on Saturdays, uh, April 7th and 14th, and then the following weekends, the 21st and the 28th. And they're having some sort of new fair thing this year? Yeah, so April 22nd, the day, Sunday, after their first day of practice, uh, they're going to do, like you said, they're going to do a like a spring fair. They're going to have all the cars on display. People, it's free admission. Just like come down, look at the cars, take pictures of the drivers, meet the drivers. That's so cool. Riverhead's cool. a gem. You yeah. have to go. But when is when is their opening night? Opening night. Weekly racing. Cinco de Mayo. Cinco de Mayo. Yeah. At the racetrack? Yep. Cool. You go to the uh, Tiki Bar and get your They're going to have Coronas there or Miller Lights? <laughs> 
Miller Lite. They're sponsored by Miller Lite. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then that Sunday is the the Enduro May Meltdown. Cool, cool. And then they have like early in the season is last year was the Ice Slip Three Hundreds early in the year. When is that yeah. one? Do you know when that one is? That one is going to be May nineteenth. Okay, yeah. See, that's like right after the beginning of the season. That three hundred yep. lap modified race. Yep, it's a non points race, kind of open invitation. You know, they had a good field last year, so still kind of think it should go to the part of the the ch- track championship, though. Yeah, that'd be cool. Really, I mean, great. You're open, 300 laps, um, but it's short track racing. It should still that's that Saturday night race. It should count to if you're a weekly racer there. Guess what? Tonight's race is 300 laps. Right. It's a good incentive to get more guys to show up. Yeah. Um, all right. So that's it for the other racing stuff. Uh, let's get into this weekend at Phoenix. So this weekend is our first trip to Phoenix for the year uh, for the Ticket Guardian 500. At ISM Raceway. Whatever ISM stands for. I don't know. Uh, doesn't matter. Uh, I think the only thing that matters is that this is the last race before they yes. reconfigure and put the start-finish line on the dog leg. Yes. Uh, Which will be quite wild for the the penultimate race of the season yeah it'll be real interesting to see how one once we go back there to see how the restarts and the starts of the race pan out because we've always seen that things just stack up on the front the current front stretch so it'll be interesting to see how these restarts happen yeah because there's gonna be a lot of space over there right i wonder yeah. if they have some sort of rule about diving below the white line before the start finish line or something like that yeah but i could imagine coming around that first corner First, second corner on the white flag lap and diving into that dog leg. I'm sure you're going to see some wild finishes. Yeah. Uh, but the trucks, they have their first week off. We won't see them for three more weeks until we get to Martinsville, mm. which I guess is a little bit better than it's been in the past because typically they do two races and then you wouldn't see them for a month. Huh. They would go to Las Vegas later in the season, I oh, think around yeah. September. Yeah. But this year, they followed the series all the way. I think that's a good start to the season, have the top three series do those yes. first couple of races, and then You're kind of starting that buzz seasons. for the season. You're getting it all going. I want to, yeah, I'm like, it's a race. It was back. It's back. Yeah. I want to see more racing. So make sure that you get your pole sitter picks in because, I mean, this show is coming. This is Friday morning right now. So you got to make sure that you get your picks in. Later today. Later today. Because nobody qual- did last week. Yeah. <laughs> Qualifying's at 5.15, so rem- make sure you get them in. It reminds me so much of when I, I don't play fantasy football anymore. In fact, you and I, we're in the same <laughs> fantasy football league, yeah. and as we got more into the fantasy racing, we kind of were like, okay, the more of the fantasy football. Yeah. And one of the things that really bugged me about it was Thursday night football and like having to have my fantasy schedule. Like The week is for work, and yeah. then <laughs> the, the weekend is for the sports. Yeah. Unless I'm watching the baseball game, but that's why I don't really play fantasy baseball or hockey is because I can't keep up during the week. Yeah, that's, that's just, way too much in those two sports. I can barely even write the show during Yeah. <laughs> so uh, that's on Friday. So make sure you get your picks in on Friday. Why don't you tell us what's happening on Saturday? Saturday, we got the Xfinity Series, uh, the DC Solar 200. And then what's happening on Sunday? It's the big show, the Ticket Guardian 500, 330 on Fox. The Ticket Guardian. I, I, I hate, I, I guess it works because... Now I'm going to go look and see what Ticket Guardian is. And I probably never would have done that. Yeah, because this has been the Fresh Fit 500 for the last couple of years. But now Carl Edwards isn't around. Right, yeah. He was kind of like Subway's guy. It's not 500 miles. It's 500 kilometers. Right. (laughs) Make sure everyone knows that. Or it could be 500 laps if you're at Martinsville or... But we're not, because we're at Phoenix. Thanks. You're right. Um, how many cars do we have for this weekend? We're still at 37 cars this week. All right. Uh, but a, a, a couple of changes with our waiver rounders. Justin Marks is back in the 51 car. Corey LaJoy in the 72. And if you so desire to pick DJ Kennington, he's back. Every time I hear that guy's name, I just think of Mrs. Kensington. <laughs> do you? Do you? Yeah. Come on. I know yeah. you do, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, DJ Kennington is in the race today. <laughs> um, Ross Chastain in the 15, and then Gray Galding in the 23. 
Cool. So BK Racing is making it out this week, too. Um, let's get to our head-to-head picks. I did not do last, well last week. I picked one of the only two guys that crashed. Who'd you pick? Chase Elliott. Oh, yeah. I forgot. I don't even... I had to, like, remind, like go back through the show and remind myself. Last week I when didn't, we did this, I, I, was, didn't write it down. I didn't write it down either, and I had to go back and listen. Because <laughs> uh, I picked Brad Keselowski last week, so who... So who won? Uh, you I did. I did. Yeah. So you pick first this week then, right? Ah, jeez. I do pick first. And oh, man, I'm never prepared to do this. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay. Okay. I know who I'm going to pick. Because there's going to be a lot of eyes on this driver this weekend. Because he's performed there well in the past. Okay. But now he's back. Alex Bowman. Really? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Oh, man. I was not prepared either. So <laughs> I'm just going to wing it. I'm looking through my sheet here. There's a lot of names. I don't really know who I want to go with because I want to save some guys for later in the season. You cannot. Um, I'm just stalling here, <laughs> taking up as much time as I as I is can. the TV on in the background over there? <laughs> What's on? I see, uh, oh, closed captioning. and a, No, it's a bad angle. Well, we're in a different seat. This We rearranged the seats for today's show. I, I got a good one. <laughs> you should remember, this guy got in a little dust-up with Jeff Gordon one time really? in turns three and four. You're doing it? I'm doing it. You're going with it? Clint Boyer. Clint Boyer? <laughs> All right. Tell you what. Clint Boyer has had, despite the good run in Atlanta, his struggles to start the season, and I know it's early, and it's kind of like just a wild and crazy start, Daytona, and then his good run, 18th, not great. There was some contact out on the racetrack, but it, that stuff really doesn't matter, though. Like, I know those are all circumstances, but he, no matter what the circumstances are, the guy just has to finish better. Or otherwise, Clint Boyer is going to fall into the Jamie McMurray category of who's going to be driving the 14 car for long term. I think he can turn it around this week. You do? All yeah. right. Dan picked them. So we'll see what Clint Boyer can do. He's he's good at those like short flat tracks. I mean, a little different now than it used to, uh, used to be, but yeah. I can see Clint having a good run here. It's a good pick. All right. We're running out of time, so let's wrap it up. Make sure that you rate and review us. Uh, you can like us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. That's everywhere that we are. Guys, we'd love to hear from you. Everyone in the league, uh, it's, you know, the Debris and Turn 3 is a place for the fans. I mean, it's a fan show. We are not insiders. Uh, we are not in the, we're certainly not in the garage or down at the races. This is just it's our take on everything. And, uh, man, I'm looking forward to next week's racing, this whole rest of the season, and the kickoff to, like, the motor racing season. Short tracks across the country, IndyCar, everything. Dan, I'm pumped for racing. All right, so until next week, guys, from Brooklyn, my name is Matt. My name is Dan. You are listening to Debris and Terry. We'll see you.